You are listening to a sermon brought to you by Shatter State Chi Alpha. I pray that this sermon will bless you and teach you something new today. And you can find a link to our website in the info. Check it out and shoot us a message. We would love to hear from you. But I'm going to give over the pulpit to one of our students who I'm extremely proud of and has been a part of Chi Alpha since we started as staff members and has been a student who's stuck with us as we were learning the, the learning curves as being the directors and pastors um, and has dedicated her time and dedicated a lot of her time back to Chi Alpha. And so I want you guys to respect her as the speaker the same way you would respect me and uh, open up and listen to what she has to say. We're going to give it up. Courtney. know and um, I kind of just want to start this whole thing off by saying uh, my walk with Christ is my walk with Christ it wasn't from my grandma's faith it wasn't from Tanner or Courtney's faith um, it was my faith um, so uh, I grew up in a small town um, of Grand Nebraska which is about three and a half hours away from here um, and I lived a pretty normal life and that's about it have a good night. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I have one older brother who is a couple years older than I am. Um, my parents work at a grain elevator a couple, or not really a couple, more like 30 minutes away from uh, Grant. And I grew up well. I didn't lack in love or um, food. Uh, so it was, it was good. Um, this is the same town my dad grew up in. And uh, my grandma only lived a couple blocks away uh, from us, and we lived with her for a while when we were remodeling our upstairs, and the dust got way too bad. So we just moved in to her house for a little bit. And that just grew us kind of really close, and I grew really close to my grandma during that time. Um, my grandma has been um, a big part of my walk with Christ. Um, my grandma... Uh, has a big love for Christ as she goes to church about every week and she runs her own Bible study. Uh, she is 83 years old right now and uh, she is the most, she's really stubborn and she likes, she still works, she still cleans other people's houses and she still tries to mow her own lawn even though we try to take the mower away from her. Um, but uh, I went or she is, uh, yeah, she is a big person in my life. Um, I went to a program when I was little called Cubbies, which is a place for, like, uh, for kids for four- to six-year-olds to go to to memorize Bible verses, to hear um, Bible stories, and to just play around and have fun and be away from your parents, even though you were just four years old. <laughs> but uh, one of the stories I remember that uh, one of the leaders were saying is, um, that when we ask Jesus into our life, we get reborn. And as a five-year-old, I was like, what? We get reborn? What does this mean? Like, we literally come out of our mom again. Like, what is this? And I was just, I was so confused. Even though I bet the leader did explain it, I just probably had selective hearing at that time and just didn't pay attention. 
But I went home, and my grandma was there, and she helped me through it, and she helped me um, to actually accept Christ into my life and kind of work through the kinks of not actually being reborn from my mom. <laughs> um, uh, but then after Cubbies, it goes to Sparks and then Awanas, which leads to harder verses to learn, longer verses, and the Bible stories kind of get more intense. Um, I loved going. It was really fun, but I didn't really go for the memorizing the Bible verses. I mostly went because my friends were there and because uh, they, most of the friends that did go didn't go to my school that I went to. I, so it was just fun to see them. Um, though I did learn from the Bible verses because, I mean, we had to memorize them every week or memorize one at least every week. And so I did have some to take away from that. And I actually had the opportunity to participate in the Bible quizzing that they had at least once a year. But I was really bad at it, very bad. <laughs> I am not good at memorizing, at least back then, memorizing a lot of the Bible verses. Um, but when I in the 12 to 13 age group, uh, we had this um, verse on the wall that we had to memorize, or not memorize, we had to quote every week. And it was Titus 2, 11 through 12. And that goes, For the grace of God has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Um, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And um, that was a big verse for me back then. And um, uh, that verse got into my head whenever I thought, like, man, like, I'm doing something wrong. And so that kind of ver that verse just helped me say, like, if I was starting to lead into something that was not of Christ, then it taught me to say no to it. Um, and as a teenager, that's pretty big because, I mean, I, I wasn't the best of child. I still had a giant attitude towards my parents, and I, uh, I did kind of go past curfew quite a bit and kind of got scolded quite a bit for that. But, you know every teenager. <laughs> um, but that verse is powerful because it, it, the words just are powerful. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And it is from his grace alone. And that I think that is just super powerful where it's just his grace and just being revealed to us. And not only was that for me then, but that's also for me now because it lasts forever, because it states that in this present age, and that was written how many years ago? <laughs> and so uh, to, this day, like, to this day, it does um, follow along with like, trying to say no to, um, no to people that try to take me into those paths and um, try to just try to stay on the path where Christ is trying to take me. Um, Because I did, um, I did fall short with like friendships, and I did kind of hurt some people uh, with words. And uh, even though I did re apologize and repent from them, um, repent from my sins, and I just I found His grace and love after all of that. Um, but kind of going on, uh, we'll I'll go into Philippians two twelve through thirteen. Um, before I go into the next portion, which is, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, and this is um, Paul 
writing to Timothy, I believe. No, it was Paul writing in the, um, while he was in prison. And um, anyway, I'll, I'll start over. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Um, I was raised in a church like the Cubbies and Juanas. I went every Sunday. I went to Sunday school every Sunday. Um, even though my parents stopped going for different reasons rather than falling away from Christ, uh, but I still went. But it wasn't... Uh, it. I say, or I kept going, but I didn't gain anything out of going. I just went to went to just be a body to say that I went to church. Um, I I heard the words being told from a pastor, but they were just words. They weren't. Um, they I didn't put any meaning into them. I just was like, okay, I was there. I listened, but I had to remember just a little bit, or else if I didn't, my grandma. <laughs> would ask me if I took anything from the sermon, so I'd have to repeat that little bit that I remembered and then be okay for the week. Because if I didn't, I would get scolded. <laughs> I'd be like, you, d- you just went to church for nothing. Why did you even go? And that would be a question. I would wonder why I went. But I still kept going. But I just wanted to please my grandma. I wasn't there for me. I wasn't from there for me to grow. Um, but then Christ gave me the opportunity to tear down my wall. Um, it was the time when uh, we had a new youth pastor come, and uh, a year into when he came, uh, he asked us to write down a question, and a question uh, what kind of piqued our curiosity, what about the Bible, about what he probably preached about the year before, um, anything like that, and then he would answer them during the couple of weeks of his message time. And so I had to take that paper home and be like, okay, God, what do you, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. Um, but then I came to realization that I didn't really know that much about the Holy Spirit. I, the Holy Spirit wasn't really preached much at my church. I never really heard of it, heard of him. All I knew is that he was part of the Trinity and um, he was accepted, in, or he was in us when we accepted him into our hearts. Um, so I was curious, like, what, what else? Like, we hear about Jesus all the time. We, like, I mean, he did walk this earth, so we do know a lot more about him, but I was just, I was really curious. So I wrote my question down. I don't exactly remember what it actually stated, but I knew it was about the Holy Spirit. Um, but I also don't remember actually getting a clear answer. Um, and I was too afraid to actually go up to him and ask him again what the answer could be of that. Um, but... Looking back, though, I didn't actually look for that answer myself. I wanted other people to answer that for me. I wasn't seeking it out. Um, and uh, But that in that time, though, after like not having the answer to that, I just I had a lot more curiosity about things, though it still was hard for me to actually look for it myself. It still opened my eyes to actually pray about it, to put it in words to God. Um, and I was in that time. I also like was praying with a purpose because back then, 
before that time, I was just praying like God was just a distant person, and it was just going to be like a distant phone call. Like, he wouldn't listen to me. He won't answer them. It was just like, I say it, and hopefully it might reach him, and um, that's about it. But it wasn't until um, my junior year of high school when all these questions get flung at you, like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to do with the rest of your life? Are you just going to stay here? Are you going to stay home? Um, but it was actually... Uh, that time when I seek God more on, like, God, where where am I going to go? Because I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. I enjoyed many things. I I was in cross-country. I enjoyed art. Um, not only that of things that I enjoyed, but there were things that were being thrown at me, like um, things that my grandma wanted me to do, things my dad wanted me to do, um, and just other opportunities, too, because there was the, uh, a cross-country scholarship that I could have took um, in Iowa, or my grandma wanted me to go to a Bible college, or my dad wanted me to go to a community college just to keep it cheap. Um, but I was seeking Christ out more than I was actually going with their advice. Um, then, out of the blue, uh, I was at a friend's house watching TV. It was actually the Food Network, and it was Bizarre Foods, which is the strangest show, I think. Um, and I had both my friends sitting next to me, and all of a sudden I just had a vision, a vision of me teaching in a classroom. And I was so amazed at what the, what was going on, because I was like, what was that? And I just felt just, I felt peaceful, but I, I was excited. I was so excited at what was going to happen. And I was kind of nervous to actually tell my friends next to me, because I, I just thought they were just going to say I'm weird, or you're just, you're kind of just crazy, because... Uh, I mean, they kind of did look at me a little bit, and I had the nickname back then, like, Dorky Corky, because I used to have a nickname called Corky, and then they would just add the dorky with it. So they'd be like, oh, you're just being dorky, Corky, and I was like, ah, I guess. But um, but it's still, it just, uh, it was just amazing how he answered it in a completely different way than I thought he would. I didn't think I would get a vision from Christ. I thought he was just going to speak to me somehow, some way. I don't know. That was the first time that ever happened. <laughs> but I just thought that was so cool. Um, so then I kind of put two and two together of, like, I'll teach art. And um, that was because uh, my high school teacher helped me find uh, to make art fun because he helped me. He made art fun for me. And so I had that love to want to make art fun for other people or for other students in high school or middle school. And so that would be, that was, uh, that's my, or that's what happened in that vision. Um, uh, during, and then I was just on fire and I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more active. I wanted to do more, though that's still kind of, struck because I, I still was stuck in actually finding answers for myself. I still went to other people. Um, but in this time, though, I did have the opportunity to go to on a mission trip to Jamaica. And, uh, man, that was, that was powerful. Um, we spent a week there, and it was for, to help out with the uh, final Bible quizzing tournament. Um, we went to 18 schools in five days, and we had two teams. Um, and we would go help them with their with practicing for the actual tournament, and that would just entail like um, setting up what it would look like at the tournament with the seat pad or with the pads for the jumping sensory 
um, on the seats, and they would just practice jumping. And it was funny because they would just sit down and jump all the time. It was just like it was funny. Um, but in the meantime, while other people helped them with the quizzing, uh, a lot of us got to just walk around the schools, either just pray over the school or um, share the gospel with the students who are either walking to and from classes or just play with the students at recess. So I thought that was pretty fun. Though, um, when I started out, when I wanted to go there, I was excited. I was super excited. I thought, man, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to share my faith. I'm going to share the gospel. It's going to be great. But that did not happen. I did not break through that fear of sharing the gospel. I did not break through. Um, I just didn't break through that fear. I was still, I was terrified, actually. I was shy. And though I did get to share the gospel a little bit, I didn't just stand around and do nothing. I did help out a bit. But um, what hit me the most was when this little girl, um, came up to me at this uh, village, which is called SOS Village, which is um, an orphanage. And she, uh, sorry, uh, this village is kind of the dangerous part of the mission when we went. Um, there are some people there that, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, this age group is from, that are there are from infant to uh, older aged, around like 30 to 40. And uh, just to help out, and the men there are kind of dangerous. They are known to take women and either abuse them or stuff like that. So we had to stick close. But there was this little girl that was there, and she took my hand and wanted to show me something. She showed me a place uh, where she almost killed herself. because she felt alone, unloved, because her mom didn't want her, and her, and because of the place that she is at. Um, but before she jumped off of that ledge, um, she heard God say that she loved her, and that she had a purpose. Uh, that right there was the biggest part of that mission trip for me. Not anything I did, but what a little girl told me about how God's love can save you so much more than what we could do. But going back to the U.S., um, it was only a couple months later that we uh, that I had until I graduated high school, and, uh, and then I started to head over here. I decided to come to CSC, um, but I wanted to fall away from all of that happened. I wanted to just be in the college life. I. I wanted to do my own thing, didn't want to really know, like, I didn't want my parents to know what I would do, I just, I was away from home, I wanted to do a different plan than what I thought I would have had a couple years ago, Um, but, uh, sorry, I roomed with my cousin, Uh, uh, yeah, I roomed with my cousin, and her family told us to go to Chi Alpha, and um, we're like, yeah, we'll just go once, once, and then we just won't come again. Like, we'll just say we went and just leave it at that. But we went, and then we went the next week, and we kept going. Um, so we went with God's plan instead of our own plan of just doing whatever we wanted, which, honestly, 
it was good because God's plan is the one that pulled my heart and stretched my mind so much, and it was great. Um, and the great part of that is, though, is I grew away from my grandma. I didn't have her perspective of what I needed to do, and I still did what God wanted me to do. I went by my choice. Um, then came the opportunity to go to fall retreat, and I'm amazed that we made it there because if you know Jedediah Rice, uh, his driving is great. Um, we were driving in a snowstorm, and our car, Kayla was driving, or my cousin was driving, and she kind of was more like a grandma driver, which I was thankful for. But Jed in front of us, you could see him, you know, veer to the other side of the roads, and I was, I was nervous. I was praying for him all the way there. Um, but when we got there, it was a great retreat. We had Kevin Fox as the main speaker, um, who is now the pastor of Omaha, Chi Alpha. And uh, uh, to me, the best part of that retreat was the last night. And that's the night that Tanner spoke about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, there is my answer. There is my answer from junior year of high school, the one about the Holy Spirit. However, I was confused again. I was like, what does this mean? I don't understand this. Why have I heard about this before? All of this other stuff. I was questioning it, if it was real or not. But then I understood that I had to find the answer myself. I couldn't just go to other people to answer that for me. Um, and if you have any other questions about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, ask Tanner or Courtney afterwards, or I. Um, however, under, after understanding that it was biblical, and I found out that my grandma and my mom and my dad all knew about this, and I was baffled. I was like, why didn't you tell me before? Why didn't I learn about this And like back in fifth grade after I learned that reborn or being reborn isn't just coming out of a mother's womb? Um, but I'm glad they didn't because then that helped me grow a little bit more. Um, that night, though, I didn't go up and ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it took a while until, or it took until um, the first salt that I went to my freshman year in Kansas City, which, funny thing is, was also a dangerous road trip. We almost got thrown off the road a couple of times. <laughs> it was great, but we made it. Um, at this salt, though, um, at the closing ceremony, or at the closing um, main session, they had another opportunity, or they spoke about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I found um, that this would be my opportunity to go up and ask and receive this. And um, I just felt on fire, and I just remember going up to Courtney and just asking for this, and um, I was directed in prayer and in praise, and I was, I just, I felt on so on fire for God. And, but when I left, I just left feeling like I didn't actually receive it. Um, one of the big things is, is speaking in tongues if you received it and that I, I didn't do it. And at the end of it, I was questioning, like, man, why didn't I receive it? What is wrong with me? How did I need to change to be better? Um, but it comes out, I was putting myself first. I was doing it for me. I wasn't doing it. Uh, I was not... Uh, I was doing it for me, and I wasn't letting the Holy Spirit just work through me. Um, there was a couple times where I thought I did receive the Holy Spirit, but I, I didn't. 
Um, so it was just persistently just trying to, like, man, God, like, search my heart. What, what do I need to change to be, to receive this? How, like, what am I holding on to? Um, and I just kept having to just, like, almost, like, take away myself and just keep pushing myself away and trying to accept more God or kingdom. Um, uh, I did not, after that salt, I did not go up to um, to try to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit again um, because I either figured either something would be wrong or I was doing something wrong. Um, but the Holy Spirit still worked in me even though I didn't actually receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As we did at the well, which was a prayer night that we held, um, we we practiced the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it was cool to work through those and to see how the Holy Spirit can work through all of us at the same time. But the next year of college, my cousin and I became small group leaders, and I was still, and I still am, a very shy person. Um, but being a leader has helped me and um, is still helping me break through um, that. Even this is helping me a lot. <laughs> um, the small group, though, started out pretty small, and then it grew to a really to a pretty good size. But then the semester started, like, going to the next semester, and it just pummeled. It started to just lose numbers really quickly, and we only ended up with one left. And at that time, I was just kind of discouraged. I was like, man, God, like, what what did we do wrong? How, like, what do we need to do better? And we were questioning if we should even really be doing this or not. But then we kind of realized, like, man, we still have one member that we can still be, like, speaking to. We have one member that we can still preach love into. And it's, it meant something to that person um, that we are still uh, doing that. And we, it's just a switch of a mindset of allowing Christ to lead and not our feelings. Uh, in my junior year, uh, my junior year came, and we were small group leaders again, and we added another leader to our group uh, we worked well all together, and that was really fun. Um, we started out with a really great, nice size of um, people in our small group again, but then it kind of diminished again, and we were kind of really discouraged about what was going on. But then we just remembered that we had to let the Holy Spirit like lead us in the process. Um, also in that semester, um, as a junior, Oh, sorry. Uh, during that semester, I started to, or the first semester of junior year, uh, I started to learn uh, how to run the soundboard and to help out a little bit more and uh, just to just to know the ins and outs of this thing. Um, but then, not only did I learn a lot about the soundboard, but I also learned a lot about this guy, Sander. Now, I don't know if you know this guy, but he's a pretty cool person. <laughs> um, we started talking and more and more, and I went to a lot more worship practices than I think I actually had to go to. Um, 
we ended up dating not too long after that. And just to kind of just sum that little part up, um, just about a year, about a year ago, we got engaged and now we're planning on getting married here soon. Um, but before I met him, I was praying for a future spouse and I have been praying for, or I was praying for, praying a lot about it. But it took me to realize that it's not in my timing, it's in God's. I, uh, I just, I wanted to do it on my own time to find a boyfriend, to find a spouse. I had this timeline kind of set up like, man, this is what it needs to be. Um, but it wasn't and it isn't. <laughs> um, it took a while, but I finally trusted God rather than trying to force something. And it took it until I could admit to God that I was okay with being single, that I could wait for that spouse to be ready, or maybe that even I had to grow a little bit more to be ready, and even though I thought I already was. Um, that year, however, was a big year. Uh, that was the year that we went to World Mission Summit in Houston, Texas as well. Uh, that was an experience in itself, to say the least. <laughs> driving around 16 hours <laughs> and with a lot of people in cars. Um, in Texas, though, there was a lot more people. I don't exactly know how much, but a lot, to say the least. Um, which is the first time I ever saw that many people worship in one room, which was fantastic. Um, World Mission Summit uh, is kind of like a salt conference, only 10 times bigger and is solely based on missions. Um, missionaries from all around the world kind of come to this event, and during the meal times, we got to actually hear their testimonies of what they do and what, um, what their job, I guess, entails, which is really cool to hear all those stories. Um, uh, during this time, I heard, I heard from the Holy Spirit that uh, kind of going along with that vision is that I will be teaching in an inner city school, which I grew up in a small town of 1,200 people. Being in a big city scares me. I'm surprised that the people in my car did not scream or anything on the way there. Xander thought I was going to kill my whole car on the way there, driving through Dallas. So, <laughs> so um, but we made it. Um, but it's funny how God's plans kind of make everything work, because Xander grew up in a big city, and, um, like, we were thinking about going to a big city after college because just thinking about plans. And, uh, and it's kind of, like, so it's kind of just bringing our plans together. And so that was really cool how God can work in between both of us. Um, but not only did I hear from God, but it was also confirmed. Um, the last night that we were there... Uh, we had the opportunity to have missionaries pray over the, over us, the students. And so there was just this flood of missionaries just lined up everywhere. Like there was, like, like there was no space at all. And um, we had the opportunity to just go down from the bleachers and just find someone. And then they would pray over us of whatever may be going on or if we're planning on going on missions or anything like that. And so on my way down, I just didn't really know where to go. I was just trying not to, trying to stay in my own little bubble for a little bit. But we, I was moving along, and um, I stopped at this lady, and she just uh, asked me, like, 
uh, asked me what my experience was at World Mission Summit, what my major is, and if there's any specific if she wants me to pray for, or that she wanted to pray for, or that I wanted her to pray for. There we go. <laughs> I told her my major about being art education and um, my experience there, how it was great, and that I'm not really being, that I'm not really called into missions. Um, but I told her about the experience I have of what the Holy Spirit spoken over me about the inner city schools. And this was confirmed when she told me that her and her family were going to move to New York City, and she was going to plan on teaching in an elementary school. And so with that, we got to pray over each other in both of our endeavors of what's going to happen. And so I just thought I was just, I was completely amazed, like, man, God, you sent me to this lady to pray over the exact same thing almost. And because she's never been to a big city like New York City. And so we were, that was pretty cool. I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, But coming back um, was hard, in fact. Um, We had about, again, the 16-hour ride back. Um, This time, though, my car decided to make a little fuss on the way back and try to make some evil sounds coming out of it. But we made it back, even though after all that, my car did end up breaking, but we made it. Um, It's funny, all these car problems. I didn't realize that until now. Um, uh, But we were just all, or we were all, and I was on a spiritual high. We just wanted to reach as far as we could, but I found that I kind of flopped in all of that. I kind of burned. Um, school took off a little too quickly than I thought in trying to plan out my senior year and um, and just all the stress that came with that and trying to just work through classes and figuring out what I'm going to do through the summer, which I grew a lot this summer because this was the first summer that I stayed here in Shadron. I didn't go back home. And I grew a lot in saying no to a lot of my family members and to a lot of my friends. Um, uh, I used to work on the farm in the summer, and I own a cow, and so I felt a responsibility to go home, but I also felt God leading me to stay here. And so that took a lot of faith to actually just say I am staying here in Shadron and um, to not fall into just going home all the time. Because... Um, uh, a big part of it, too, was when I did go back home the other years or the semesters, it uh, took me away from Christ. I would always remember just uh, kind of just feeling alone in my walk, and I would always kind of just go to my grandma crying, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what's going on, and I just need someone to talk to about all this that's my age and what's going through the same process. And But I, I didn't have anyone to talk to. My friends weren't really... Um, on that walk with me they were on a different walk of their own and I wasn't really strong enough at that time to actually just take them with me Um, but then going back or coming into my senior year um, only finding that I will be here another year can't get rid of me yet Um, (laughs) I had a loaded semester with three studio classes that kept me in memorial almost all day every day and then with wedding planning and working at managing life in general was probably, or not probably, it was a struggle a lot of the time. Um, but I had reminders from God that is his timing and not mine. 
um, that came with like also with the praxis. I struggle so hard with trying to take that test um, and graduating and um, when to go home even was just, just in his timing and not my own. Um, just going in and seeking him and everything that I do was um, a big, big reminder during this semester or these last two semesters. Um, and then now it was time for our winter conference, <clears throat> SALT. Um, I got to the, or I got to room with uh, a lot of amazing girls and grew very close to, and it was great. Um, I got to witness Christ move in them so much more and just experienced that with them. Uh, Jason Patterson spoke at this conference and did a phenomenal job at bringing the word. And at the end of uh, the final night, uh, he talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And like I said before, I wasn't going to go up again to ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I just, I just prayed and praised while other people started going up, and I just prayed over them. Um, then I had the urge to kind of go up and pray over Phil and just pray over our campus and everyone in it and just to, to see if we, or not see, but just to build each other up to reach all the people here. And during that time, I just started just speaking in tongues or praying in tongues, and I just, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And I just, I recognized that, man, I just got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I received, and I just worked up to all of that. And I was, or I didn't do it, but Christ was working in me to that point to realize that this is all for him and not for me. Um, so like I stated, um, his timing not my own, my faith, not my pastors or my parents or my grandmas, especially not my grandmas. Um, these experiences were from Christ and no one else. Um, for it is God who works in you, to, in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Now I am on the road to getting married, to graduating a year from now, and to plan, and plan on student teaching in a bigger, bigger city and moving forward with what Christ has for me. And I'm excited to see what God adds to my testimony in the next couple of years. Thank you. All right, give it up one more time for Courtney. All right. You guys can be seated real quick. <clears throat> Just briefly, going to share with you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Um, man, Courtney's story is, if just watching her grow up, um, and really she did, watching her grow up in Chi Alpha, um, so much of her development was through Chi Alpha, uh, in Christ and as a person, as her own person. And uh, it's so awesome to see the woman that she has become and the man that she's chosen to spend her life with. And I'm so proud of these guys because um, through adversity, through hardship, um, through the, the struggles of life, um, they took their faith and they turned their faith into their own. And that's my challenge to every single one of you guys. My challenge every single week is stop living your parents' faith, stop living your pastor's faith, stop living your grandparents' faith. You have to find Christ on your own. It's got to be your faith because when you die and go to heaven, your mom and dad aren't going to stand in the gap for you. 
Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ is going to stand in the gap for you. Jesus is the one that died for you. And it's up to you to find Christ. It's up, for you, up to you to take the time and say, God, I, I want to know you better. Will you help me to get to know you better? And what it really comes down to is <clears throat> our faith really does have to be our own. And when we can make our faith our own and we can find Jesus and we can identify with Jesus and we give our life over to Jesus Christ because of what he's already done for us, we grow so much from that moment on as both individuals and closer to Christ. And I just want to say again how proud of Courtney I am because she came in and she struggled and I don't care if she minds because I, I know her well enough that she's not going to mind me saying this, but when she came in early on, you could see a lot of the same struggles that a typical high schooler would go through. As she made her faith her own and as she grew up in that, she began to make those decisions. Hey, today I'm going to grow closer to Christ. Hey, I'm going to do this because I know it's going to get me closer to Christ. Hey, I'm going to make this sacrifice because I know it's going to get me closer to Christ. I'm going to make this decision. And as she grew up and as she got older and went through Chi Alpha and went through um, some of those life struggles, as she made more and more of those decisions and those sacrifices for Jesus, I saw so many rewards starting to be poured back to her from that. And as a result, she is a phenomenal leader and when she does graduate, we truly are going to miss her because of those sacrifices and because of those decisions. And so today, hearing her testimony and hearing what she's saying, make it your own. Make it a decision. Make it a, a moment tonight where you're going to take the moment and you're going to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to live my parents' faith. I'm not going to live my grandparents' faith. I'm not going to live my brother and sister's faith. I'm not going to live my best friend's faith. I'm going to make the decision tonight, and I'm going to ask God to show himself to me, and I'm going to make the decision to make this faith my own. And so tonight I just, I kind of feel like the Holy Spirit's doing this, so can everybody bow your heads and close your eyes? So tonight if you're sitting here and you've, you've listened to the testimony, you've listened to Courtney's testimony, and you're listening to what I'm saying, and deep down you're just sitting there questioning yourself. You're, you're asking, have I ever really made my faith my own? Have I ever made the decision on my own to follow Jesus? Have I ever done that? Is my faith my own? If you're sitting here and you're wondering that and you're thinking that, and tonight you're saying, I want to make that faith my own. I want to know Jesus like Courtney knows Jesus. I want to know Jesus like my, my Chi Alpha leaders know Jesus. I want to know Jesus like some of these other people in my life, but I want it to be my own. If that's you, and you're in this place tonight, and you can feel it, you know it's you, can I have you raise your hand? I see your hands. And it's not about identifying yourself. It's not about, you know, everybody's eyes are closed. I can see everybody, and everybody's eyes are closed. So I'm going to give one more opportunity, and I'm just going to ask you to, to raise your hands in boldness. I saw some half-raised hands. I saw some hands that maybe you don't want everybody to know. I want you to be bold tonight, and I'm going to ask you, if you need to raise your hand and you need to make your faith with Christ your own tonight, if that's you, raise your hand boldly. All right, I see all your hands. You can put them down. All right, we're all going to pray together. So nobody's going to even know that you raised your hand or didn't raise your hand. So I'm going to ask all of you guys to... Uh, 
Repeat after me. God, louder, God, will you show yourself to me? I want to have an intimate relationship with you. I want to know you personally. Will you continue to show yourself to me? Make it clearer to me. Help me to get closer to you. Amen. You guys can open your eyes. And And so with that, I'm just going to challenge you. If, If you raise your hand tonight, take it seriously. Take an opportunity. Read your Bible on your own. Spend some time in prayer on your own. You know, identify those areas that maybe you've been living somebody else's faith in and try to, to just dedicate it yourself. Dedicate yourself to that. And those of you guys that maybe you didn't raise your hand and you don't really believe in God, maybe you're here for a different reason, maybe you're here for another reason, um, maybe you got dragged here, maybe you got tricked here. I know what it's like. I got tricked into coming to Chi Alpha the very first time. Um, I was promised there would be good-looking girls here, and that's why I came here. So each of you guys came here for a reason. You are here for a reason. Whether you were tricked here or whether you came willingly on your own terms, you were here for a reason. And so I'm going to pray, God, I just ask that you would show yourself to those. Those guys who came in here, um, those who are in here for, for another person, those who are here for somebody else's faith, they're, they're here for the, the faith, of, faith of somebody else. God, I just pray that you would help them to identify that and help them to see that they need to step out on their own faith. Um, amen. For real, you won't regret the decision to make that faith your own. Because, you know, when it comes to religion, when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to God, um, I don't know why I'm talking about all this. I wasn't planning on saying all this, but <clears throat> it is so worth it to even just seek him out on your own. Because if you seek him, you will find him. And so I just want to encourage you guys, continue seeking. Um, And give it up one more time for Courtney.